0: Welcome to my podcast, where today I'll talk about President Nixon going to China and resigning due to the Watergate scandal. My name is Tim Harner. I am a Christian author and apologist, a graduate of Houghton College and of Harvard Law School, where I was an editor of the Harvard Law Review. As an attorney, my primary role has been as a general counsel. Therefore, I call the six books that I've written the General Counsel Series, The first four books of the series outline the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, providing scriptural backing for the final installments of the series that outline the history of America and the history of the church universal. I post my latest thoughts regularly on my website, timharner.com. And now, as I talk about President Nixon going to China and resigning due to the Watergate scandal, let's pray that the Lord will let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in the sight of the Lord our God, who is our strength and our Redeemer. Unfortunately, the peace that we dreamed of when we landed on the moon disappeared in the nightmare of the Vietnam War. President Nixon strove mightily to end the war that he inherited from President Johnson, but to no avail. Nixon became president in January 1969 after winning a close election against Hubert Humphrey, who was Johnson's vice president. Humphrey was a good and decent man, but he couldn't overcome his association with the inept and unpopular President Johnson. There were two main reasons why Nixon won the election. First, people hoped that he would restore law and order. This was an understandable desire after years of race riots. But it was also understandable that African Americans saw the call for law and order as a euphemism for killing Martin Luther King's dream of racial equality and economic justice. Second, people fondly hoped that Nixon had a plan for ending the Vietnam War. There was a historical basis for this hope, When President Eisenhower became president in 1953, with Nixon as his vice president, the United States was trapped in a bloody stalemate in the Korean War. But within a year, the combination of President Eisenhower's threats to escalate the war, perhaps even using atomic weapons, and President Eisenhower's aggressive diplomacy brought a truce that has endured to this day despite occasional violations. South Korea survived to become a stunning economic success story in an emerging democratic society. Nixon tried to win a similar victory in South Vietnam by obtaining peace with honor. His strategy involved training the South Vietnamese army to replace United States troops who were gradually withdrawing. To gain time for this strategy of Vietnamization to work, Nixon made greater use of United States military power, launching more powerful air attacks against North Vietnam and attacking communist troops in their sanctuaries. This meant crossing the border into Cambodia. Cambodia was supposed to be a neutral country, but the communists had been basing their army in Cambodia for years without fear of US attack. In addition to Seth's military moves in Vietnam, Nixon made diplomatic moves with China and the Soviet Union. He understood that the Vietnam War was a bitter fruit of the Cold War. Accordingly, the best way to bring a lasting peace in Vietnam was to ease tensions with North Vietnam's allies, China and the Soviet Union. Therefore, Nixon took a bold risk that became a giant leap forward toward ending and winning the Cold War. Nixon went to China. Nowadays, the fact that an American president would go to China and talk amiably with China's leaders doesn't seem like an earth-shaking event. But during the height of the Cold War, Red China was seen as our most implacable foe. We had refused to accept the reality that the Communists had long ago won the Civil War against our allies, those Chinese who now only controlled the island of Formosa, today called Taiwan, off the coast of China. Democrats were especially fearful of appearing to be soft on China. This was because Republicans had criticized President Truman and his Secretary of State, George Marshall for losing china to the communists through their naivete and ineptness after world war ii nixon launched his political career by warning about communist spies and communist plots therefore only nixon could go to china no democrat could appear to trust red china But if that commie fighter, Tricky Dick Nixon, thought that courting the Red Chinese was the smart thing to do, people conjectured he must be right. The Soviet Union was understandably alarmed that China, which shared a long disputed border with the Soviet Union, was becoming friendly with the Soviet Union's other potential enemy, the United States. Nixon used this so-called China card to gain negotiating clout against the Soviet Union. The result was an easing of tensions with the Soviet Union that was called detente and that succeeded in slowing down the nuclear arms race. When Nixon ran for re-election, he won a landslide victory over Senator George McGovern, who wanted the United States to end the, the Vietnam War immediately even though South Vietnam would fall to the communists. On the eve of the election, Nixon claimed that peace was at hand in Vietnam, meaning that an agreement was about to be signed that would end the bloodshed and bring peace with honor. Grateful Americans rewarded Nixon with another four years in office. So what happened? Within a few years, Nixon resigned in disgrace, and South Vietnam fell to the communists. What went wrong? Nixon went wrong. As his nickname, Tricky Dick, signified, Nixon was never trusted by many Americans. And in the end, his deceitfulness brought him down in disgrace. First, it quickly became apparent after the 1972 presidential election that peace wasn't at hand in Vietnam. Before long, Nixon was carpet bombing North Vietnam in order to force them to sign a peace agreement. By late January 1973, the North Vietnamese signed a ceasefire agreement, but Americans were left with the impression that Nixon had lied in order to win re-election. Second, the economy had gone from bad to worse. The most damaging blow was the Arab oil embargo in the fall and winter of 1973. In retaliation for the support that the United States gave to Israel during the Yom Kippur War in October 1973, Arab nations now refused to sell oil to the United States. Long lines formed at gas stations. Homes were cold that winter. Even outdoor Christmas lights were banned in a desperate effort to conserve fuel. People lost their jobs it seemed natural that the president who'd caused the mess should lose his job too yet the final blow that crushed nixon was called the watergate scandal nixon insisted that he had nothing to do with a break-in at the democratic national headquarters held in the watergate hotel washington dc and the plot to plant wiretaps during the 1972 presidential campaign at first Even most Nixon haters believed his firm denials, if only because they thought that Nixon was far too smart to do anything so stupid. But after the election, the truth began to come out. Nixon had directed a cover-up of the break-in. By August 1974, when the truth became obvious, Republicans told Nixon to resign or the Congress would remove him from office. Nixon resigned. In hindsight, it is too easy to assume that America was destined to win the Cold War. People like to think that the Soviet Union was destined to collapse eventually because of the deep divisions among its people, its faltering economy, and the lack of trust that people had in their leaders. But when Nixon resigned, it was America that looked as if it was collapsing to the deep divisions that split America along racial lines were added the deep divisions about the Vietnam War. The economy was faltering. No one could trust a government that had lied again and again to the American people. Why didn't America collapse? Much of the credit belongs to the wisdom of President Ford to an emotional lift from the bicentennial celebration in 1976 and to the righteous leadership of President Jimmy Carter. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. If you did, please share it with a friend and find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as my website, timharner.com. Until we are together again, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord turn his face toward us and give us peace.